Most live art pros, not all artists can handle being this dope. Live from Baltimore, Gage's house. It's Renz B and Gage B. We're the fucking art pros. What's up, everybody? Yo, what's going on? Thank you, everybody, for listening to the past 14 episodes. Just so you know, we're doing some updates on the blog now on the website, artprospodcast.com. Check it out. We got a cool little page going on where you can check out articles, links, stuff that we're referring to, and also a really cool, chill, funny video video that we made for our Patreon. So. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're listening and you're like trying to figure out um where do these guys get all these kooky topics and all this uh information that they spend like 15 to 20 minutes researching uh an episode. We put po- we're going to start posting it there. We're going to be posting art stuff too and like things that we write. So keep your eyes peeled like an orange. Keep everything loose, loosey goosey. And if you ever wonder why we wait a second when we talk, it's because Renz's computer is really slow, and <laughs> you can't really. But when we record stuff, it feeds back into the mic with like a second delay. So maybe if you guys donate to that Patreon, we can upgrade, and we'll speak real fluid, like the way that you guys like. I'm pulling out the headphones now. This episode is kind of a continuation of last week's episode about video games. We Renz and I were doing research, and we found a lot of people who seem to think that art and video games. There's no intersection between the two, and we're heated. How heated are you, Renz? Dude, I feel like um, I feel like a overcharged vape. I feel like um, I feel like my computer right now. This is this thing's from 2011. It's a trooper. It's rocking on. That's what I feel like. You know, as an artist, you gotta figure out how to make the most of what you have on hand. Make something really beautiful. Challenge yourself in new mediums. And right now, I'm heated because. People see video games as a new medium, and we've been reading up a, a, a lot on eh, kind of old articles, old by our standards. 2010, we found an article by Roger Ebert. It's old as fuck. Um, rest in peace, Roger. Uh, and uh, I'm sorry to say this, but you were wrong. But your article about art never being considered in the conversation of video games. Video games can never be art is, I think, the exact thing that he said in his article, and that's wrong. Yeah, and we're going to get into it. Wrong. And I know a lot of you are sitting there being like, you guys have beaten a dead horse on this. You guys talk about video games as art all the time. But you know what? This is a serious thing. It's serious because I don't think that if the fine art world, if there are people who partake in fine art or partake in poetry or partake in plays who don't look at video games and consider them as part of the same... Uh, canon yeah the same canon the same cultural dynamic that art plays then uh that's problematic because those people tend to be old and have a bunch of money and we kind of want them to consider the things that we like to be valid let's run it back a little bit because there's a definition a funny little definition that gets used often called zeitgeist oh video games are in the zeitgeist of our time if you don't know what that means zeitgeist is the culmination of the culture that you exist in the zeitgeist that for those of you who are in college interns that need to spell that um, when you reference us in your essays, it's Z E I T G E I S T. It's an extremely German sounding word. Zeitgeist. It's probably German, but if we're wrong, what if it's like Chinese or something? I'm guessing it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Definitely not. Okay, okay, okay. So we're talking about games games and which we don't play on the art pro it sounds like the horse is already dead doesn't it it sounds like the horse is being beaten but guess what if you've been tuning into our previous few episodes we've been diving deep into the future of art because art these days is great in the sense that it's referring to uh it's self-referential a little bit don't you think a little like it's in this within this realm of contemporary it 
is basically kind of riding off of this artist who we talk about very often, Duchamp, because it's we're still there, pretty much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I I think I picked up what you're putting down. I'm having a little trouble. Duchamp <laughs> made a toilet, and uh, Ubisoft. <laughs> you didn't make the toilet. <laughs> you're right. He didn't. Those of you who are not familiar with Duchamp's fountain, we talked about it in a previous episode. Go listen. Um, but he uses objects that he found and then calls them art, and then that gives a value. Uh, he made a toilet, and video game companies will put hundreds of thousands of hours into producing like a full narrative with uh, an entirely realized like like landscape and characters, and you know, just like a, like a little bit of that. I don't know, like something like Shakespeare. <laughs> um, but there's an opportunity for for the video game object that medium to become like a lot more realized as an opportunity for for something completely interactive to really really introduce people to ideas and experiences that they otherwise would never have thought about or had which i think is the role of art and i think that renz's point with comparing it to duchamp is that duchamp reframed experience and idea in the same way that video games have for a lot of people and should for artists and i think that that the fine arts world could take a second and look at the way that video games interact with the general population and start to understand that by alienating games they are alienating a huge part of the population and it leads me to question whether or not that alienation is simply based on elitism which we don't like here at the art pros no 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 none of that we're here to explore the future break down the boundaries of conventional conversation break down what people are talking about right now uh, break down what is popular right now and kind of bring it to light. What What is it that's going on right now that's getting boring, going to become boring in 10 years? Because really, like, there's so much crazy technology out there that's going on right under our noses that we need to explore as a medium of art. If we're going to be starting to use to uh, a toilet as a medium and calling it a fountain when you put it in an art exhibition, then why can't facial recognition software why can't a video game be in that same conversation it so, is so why don't we uh start by breaking down roger ebert's um criticisms of video games and this article is interesting because he he goes point by point against someone who is arguing that video games are art and have the potential to be art and one of the quotes that stuck out to me in this article is that Video games are closer to the quote-unquote chicken scratch of cave drawings than the than Michelangelo's David, which is just inherently um, just on a from a visual standpoint wrong. I mean, I've seen Michelangelo's David in a video game. Yeah, and I think I think the point that Roger and the person he was referring to who said that his point was that um, video games are at a point. In its uh, quote-unquote evolution, they're in a stage where they're unrefined, if you will. Because really, like that's a, a lot of the criticism that you can find when you deduce something like a cave painting. that It's old, it's original, it's referring to nature. It doesn't have the luxury of looking back at the previous um exploration of art and mediums that other artists have ever had maybe maybe not we don't know anything about art before the visual representation of cave paintings so that's that's where we that's where we're at roger claims that you it's it's difficult to define a video game at art not only because of the inherent rules that are uh, associated with a game it's called a game so that's one of his main arguments and the other one would be that it is new he it, he, it seems to me that he doesn't he needs more convincing yeah and we're falling into that same uh hamster wheel that you tend to see in general when older people start to experience things that younger people are making it's this idea that like i haven't seen this thing that fits that 
description that I've ascribed to something, whether it be like good food or art or music, um, I've never seen something like what you young people are making that that fits that description that I understand. So therefore, it's not that. Yeah, our YouTube reaction videos are are um, highly popular Twitter tweets poems. Therefore, can they be considered as art? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. And that's the thing about video games. Like it's a new medium. It's a new format. It seems it sounds like to me that Roger thinks that all video games are the same. Yeah. What really gets me heated is Roger Ebert stating that no one in or out of the field of video game production has ever been able to cite a game worthy of comparison with the great poets, filmmakers, novelists, and poets. He says it twice. He says poets twice. Wait, that's is that isn't that his quote from Santiago, the lady from the TED Talk? No, no, no. He's quoting himself. Oh. <laughs> He's quoting her, quoting him. Oh. Because he okay. said it in a, in a talk prior right. to that. A little bit of feedback going. Yeah, which is wild because um, video games definitely compare to great poets, filmmakers, novelists, and poets. For example, I've played video games that have poetry in it, but let's, let's get a little more serious. Would you say that... Um, I don't know, American Pie <laughs> is is more culturally relevant or more um, enriching of an experience or more artistic than like Super Mario 64 or even the original Super Mario games. Could you say that? Could you say that there's more of a more of a an in-depth storytelling there? Or does Roger Ebert think that 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 even like slapstick comedy 90s movies aren't art? Um, well, so one of the interesting things about his article is that he makes it a big point to say that your taste in art can reflect whether or not something is more art than not art. So that's where it gets a little confusing to me, you know, like you get to the conversation about taste, then that becomes extremely subjective. Well, is our video games not art? Because you can't sell them for like eight trillion dollars is that why they're not art roger ebert i don't know maybe business does have a factor with his argument i remember in the very end of the article his his final point was that something about the manufacturing like he he quotes the lady and he says uh, that the final point of the lady Miss Santiago with a TED talk about why video games are art is that um, she brought up a few main facets of how you create art and uh, you got to go through so many people. You got to go through a whole team to create art. He quotes the components that he criticizes as making it not art as development, finance, publishing, marketing, education, and executive management. So he's claiming that because video games reside in a realm of needing to be profitable and having a, a finance department, a publishing department, a marketing department, an education department, an executive management department, that those are not that that makes it not an an art object. Yeah, that's fine. There are some games that do go through that bureaucracy, but what about indie games? Yeah, games that are produced by single single people. I play this game called um, Y2K, a postmodern RPG made by a guy in his fucking garage and he marketed it just on the internet and it ended up taking off because he eventually got an opportunity to show it at games expos yep and that's how a lot of indie game developers do it i mean in the past we i've experienced during the when the internet was very relatively young people were making games at home people were posting them on the internet and sharing them on forums like Flash, Flash games were big. You could just go on a web browser, www.newgrounds.com, and play whatever game you wanted. And the developers, the individual get developers, really had a ton of freedom to do whatever they wanted. See, what's ridiculous is like, like as an artist, I've never made a video game, and nothing would make me happier than putting up an object somewhere and having someone go and respond to it so strongly that they that they laugh and that they cry that they they throw something at the wall 
that they dedicate their their lives to mastering the understanding of my object and that's something that i think happens way more often in video games than in art in a sense it, it, it leads me to the question as to whether or not we should be more concerned with art being as relevant to humanity as video games are they are because all right let's let's i'm gonna pull up a couple of these quotes that uh are definitions of art one from wikipedia the other one from platon himself platon from the writer of the uh the republic yeah the republican <laughs> all right hold on let me find it right now plato right, here it is so this is the source straight from wikipedia art is the process of deliberately arranging elements in a way that appeals to the senses or emotions and we can all trust wikipedia i mean come on like like if you guys okay quick side note interns if you're ever writing a paper and your teachers are like hey don't don't cite wikipedia if you go to the bottom you scroll to the bottom of a wikipedia page wikipedia itself has you cite your sources when you make an edit. So you can just go on there and then just cite those sources, but then get it straight from Wikipedia. That's just a wink, wink, nudge, nudge thing from me, Gage B, Art Pro. Yep. And then the um, definition from Plato and let me see. I think it's somebody else that... Well, Plato says that the closer to nature that art gets, the better it is. It says Plato via Aristotle believed... <laughs> via the Art Pros. Yeah. It says that... Uh, art should be defined as, quote, the imitation of nature. Well, boom. That's the guy. That's the guy that Western philosophy is built off of. Uh, and if you're just going off that definition, which I don't for art, but if you're going off that definition, video games imitate nature way better than, than most art does. Unless you're literally, unless your art practice is outdoor practice, which exists, like people who make like garden sculptures and uh, topiary bush sculptures ice sculptures you know that's that is using nature to make art but um video games do a really good job of replicating nature i mean if you if you were to go and pick up like metal gear solid which is a very popular video game with a great storyline uh you would find that the way that nature is depicted is pretty fucking accurate they have full running physics engines actually every most video games you play have a running physics engine and a lot of them are based off of our real life physics engine which is something that art doesn't do art rarely involves physics but the leaves are really good looking and the, the grass is really good looking and the horses tend to run the way that horses do and the people look like people and like if you're just going off of an imitation of nature if you're going off of the imitation of processes video games have the capability of doing that and it's been demonstrated hundreds of times so all right that's one easy way to reflect that the argument is wrong but where it gets tricky is within the discussion about taste yeah because in this article he cites that uh how are you going to compare a game to a work uh that is definitively art such as how are you going to compare a game versus a uh, starry night how are you going to compare a game versus uh something artistic like a poem by or or a screenplay by shakespeare which is a story well aren't, just like games are but I'm, just... I'm sure that there there are games that are based off of romeo and juliet so there's not just a comparison but that's uh following another artistic approach which is imitation a lot of artists tend to look to the past and make objects that are representative of those past themes and just make it more contemporary right 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 like uh yeah i don't know there are games about love and romance there are dating simulators which if you don't know what a dating simulator is it's like you play a character and then you try and talk to a bunch of other cute characters and uh, get them to date you <laughs> by getting them gifts and developing social capital if that's not a a reflection of human nature i don't really know what is yeah he makes another funny argument saying that because video games are games and that there are rules applied to it in which there's a winner and a loser then that disqualifies it from being art is that like i don't i, I don't quite understand what he means that's a hard one um because i can't really think of any like art like bona fide art examples where there's a winner or a loser uh unless you're looking at like i don't know jackson pollock painting and then you you lost but um 
That's hard. I mean, what do you think about that? I... Okay. I'm gonna... It... I, I, I keep coming back to the idea of a person's taste in art. And that is based off of what... Um what your definition of art is and what what definition you can subscribe to uh that that's a whole deep rabbit hole that i believe is like pretty pretty much impossible to define and will always be argued right so many people may believe that soccer is beautiful is soccer art when you watch it what do you feel? Does it imitate? How does it imitate nature? So some people might say that, yeah, soccer, a beautiful soccer game feels like when I would look at amazing, an amazing piece of art. Some people might say that. And it's not because there are rules applied to it. It's not because you can win or lose. You might enjoy watching soccer for the beauty of the a person kicking the ball and doing a really beautiful trick or a pass or you might dribble and I don't it's it's difficult to define what makes soccer beautiful but if you think it's beautiful then why can't it be called something like art see what I'm thinking is that uh, by taking out the the gamification and using that as part of your rubric to define what art is and isn't you're taking out the element of the human psyche and so like the importance of observing art so it, it seems like roger ebert's understanding of art is that it's a completely self-involved uh viewership it's something where like if you look at something you have to have a moment within yourself and the, the thing about games is that that's an opportunity and if you use games as an art medium that's an opportunity to to acknowledge human interaction as something that you can observe to acknowledge like 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 what what does it mean to desire to win right that's something you can think about playing a game that you wouldn't think about looking at a van gogh painting but game video games aren't all about winning no they're not that's true also um there are a lot of, like don't get me wrong there are a lot of games that are the value of it and the fun of it is the competition. The highest selling game of all time is Minecraft, which is essentially Legos, but uh, in a virtual world. It's just you you build stuff with bricks and that's it. And there is a campaign that you can play through, but that's essentially not it. You, it's It's a moment where you can build something that you want to build without repercussions. So this article was written in 2010. And that's nine years ago. Video games are far more advanced now. I could argue right now that the advancement of technology in video games does not necessarily mean that they're better because there are video games in the past that, that still hold are up. just as fun. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I play. I was playing like last week Legend of Zelda, which is a game that came out in like 90, 98 or 99. Uh, which Ocarina one? of Time. Nice. Yeah. Maybe it's 2001. Still, it came out more. It's 98, is it? Yeah. Yeah, and that game came out fucking years ago, and it has a great storyline, great game mechanics, and, like, it's not really about beating the game. It, it, it's about experiencing a story, but there are points, you know, there's, like, an in-game currency and all of that. Um, so the argument, that argument, to me, falls short, and it, it really, I keep coming back to the idea of, like, artistic taste, too, and you'll meet people in your life, interns, that, will disagree with what you think is valid or important and they'll they will denounce things that you think are art simply on the merit of they don't like it here's here's what i think i think i think that um there there might be a misconception on roger's part because he's never been open enough to experience games that aren't purely based on winning or losing i'm talking about games like modern games call of duty modern warfare um even mario kart that you know i can i can see a case that you can build to say that that game isn't necessarily as artistic as a beautiful poem because you know that's a game you play it on the couch with your friends you, well, what you, about all the sick concept art 
Like, there's, like... there's concept cart, concept art in Mario Kart, but... Do you want to describe what concept art is for those of us who don't play games? Sure. Yeah, yeah. What well, Concept art is a thing. It's a thing. Um, concept art is like, like you get a bunch of artists, and they call themselves artists, and it's literally called concept art, where you draw ideas... You draw, you paint ideas, you come up with all the concepts that you put into the video game. So, like, if you have a character, before it becomes a 3D modeled object, which requires an intense amount of labor, fuck you, Roger Ebert, um, you have to draw that character, you have to come up with what are they going to look like, because the amount of time it takes to, to 3D model something and have a fully rounded out idea of an object, you know, part of that time that it takes to make that requires coming up with the idea. Well, here's two things. Some people don't think that illustrations are art. They think it's an illustration. Oh, really? People don't think that like comics some are art? Some people think that some art is considered craft. Let's say there's an artist that I've met before that is, makes amazing collages. They're super sick. They're sick. They're sick because... Um, Who's the artist? Is anyone know? Uh, the artist is called Anna Fine Foer. A-N-N-A-F-I-N-E-F-O-E-R. She makes collages out of like city maps, encyclopedias, and they're beautiful. You can find her on bakerartist.org. Uh, and I was talking to her at a show, and she said that her work is considered craft and not art. That's and, so wild. Yeah, and I was like, wow, that's so wrong. And it's craft because what? And then she's like, yeah, because you make the you make it a certain way with your hands, blah blah blah. And I was like, yeah, me either, because that's a, a complete big old pile of BS. Because her art is sick. I still don't understand the difference between art and craft. Um, uh, there's there's probably some nuanced difference, but another point is that a lot of people say that because video games are created as a group. And, oh, shit, I think it's Roger's agents hitting this up. One second. Hello? Sorry, everyone, that was Roger's agents. Um, they asked us to cease and desist, but we told them no. That's part of our artistic <laughs> practice. Uh, well, where was I? Okay, so, so one of the arguments was that if you work for a team, uh, it, it's difficult to consider something art because... Art comes from an individual's. It it, it it's supposed to be filtered to through a individual spiritual idea about some sort of art artistic bloody blah. So it seems whatever. to me that like artists are really really invested in, um, or they should be really invested in making things themselves. Everything has to be this insular like I did it sort of thing. Like collaboration completely denounces something as an art object because you know. I'm a genius. I'm the genius that made this. Artists need to be these these sheltered, crazy people who don't work with others to produce an, en an enriching and engaging experience. They need to do things on their own. Otherwise, it's not art. It's something you sell. Yeah, and that's a weird position that we're in right now with how the definition of art is kind of weird within our society because... It seems kind of new in in the sense that how can we define ancient creations and dances, tribal dances maybe, or cave paintings or drawings? What gives us the authority to call that art and not video games as art when video games can definitely be described as a form of replicating nature true that's super wild like this whole idea that that we would have the the authority to call like things we weren't even around when they were made we could define that as like art or something but you know this guy roger ebert was alive when a lot of these video games were designed he's like oh that's not art but like this other stuff is art you weren't even alive when shakespeare wrote that play bro like what what makes you think that's art you have no idea yeah, what if that was a huge commercial? For real. <laughs> we don't even know what they were selling. They were selling just like loincloths. I don't no, know much dude. about Shakespeare. No, I, me either, but 
I think it was a little more sophisticated than loincloth. Oh, they were trying to sell the idea of, of uh, monogamy. Maybe. Or he was trying to get rid of the idea of monogamy. Oh, all these questions. I came up with them thinking about Shakespeare's play. That's what makes it art. I've never thought about things while I was playing video games. I just punch and shoot stuff. There's, just kidding. Yeah, that's a lot of game. A lot of bad games are that. I mean, you play God. Have you ever played God of War? Yeah. Yeah, you you kill a bunch of stuff. There's a storyline under there. All right, let's talk about let's talk about some games that are artistic. Then, what about that? Okay. What about examples that can prove our point that video games can definitely be artistic, despite being considered a game that you can win or lose? Because not all games are about winning or losing. Maybe that's what makes it interesting and engaging, in terms of like interfacing or or user friendliness whatever something to keep you going and experiencing it okay i used to play a game called goat simulator where you were a goat and you ran around a city and you would eat grass and try and find stuff um and you basically just got to simulate being a goat but also there was other things that you would unlock as you uh progressed in being a goat to me that's a game but it's also an art piece because I've never thought about I like aside from the actual playing of the game up until that moment, I had never thought about what it would be like to be a goat. I had never thought like a goat. And that's an experience that I would not have had without that game. And I, I feel like that's the importance of art is to to entice a viewer, entice someone who's experiencing into it, into into thinking and observing something beautiful while all at the same time, you know, facing themselves what would it be like if i was a goat yeah to me my my def my personal definition of art is one that is very simple if something that is created by somebody else um i mean it doesn't necessarily need to be created by somebody else but i agree with the definition of plato where it says that art can be a replication of nature and my point is that it can be. I like, I like to think that art, successful art and good art is art that appeals to my taste and appeals to my curiosity of the world. Yeah. And it makes me think about it a little bit more differently. And that happens to me when I play certain video games. Not all of it. Well, what's a video game that you've played where you had that feeling? Okay, well, I, I want to think about the very first game where I got this rush this emotion where I was like, oh my God, like this is, this is not a game anymore. This is, this is more than that. The first game that made me feel like that was this game called Shadow of the Colossus. Is it Shadow of the Colossus? <laughs> it was on PS2. And that game is not one that really is based on winning or losing. It's more of a story that you progress through. And the story is basically you're in this weird land unknown forbidden land where the most heinous of criminals have been banished and cursed to never be able to escape from this land and they turn into this great mythical beasts i think there are 16 giant beasts in this land and you just progress through the story you're trying to revive a princess and the only way that you've been told uh, to do that is to go to this forbidden land and defeat all of these 16 mythical monsters that you almost know nothing about. And that's the game. You've got to learn about where you are, why you're there. Well, you know why you're there, but what is there? Well, that's, that's what's cool about a lot of games. And I think ov overarchingly the video game as a genre of art in general, which is like, like a lot of decent art fails to make you question why you are in real life like why you exist a lot of decent art fails that and i feel like a lot of it goes for that that overarching question of like what is the meaning of life like what is my point in being here and games consistently over and over again shadow of the colossus itself is very much like this leads you to to question like what is my role in this place that I'm in? And just because you're doing it through this avatar and not in your real life, that makes it all that much easier to digest. It makes it... It's really important that, you know, you wake up in this fog in that game 
and that you just are in this barren wasteland and you're questioning like like what is this place why and and those are questions that like i don't have an answer for in my real life you know despite all the all the shit that goes on around you despite all the stuff you buy all the food you eat like you don't know why you're here in real life and that's a very serious question that like everyone ponders and in the sense of art it's a question that could be elaborated upon and almost every video game you play does that where you start somewhere and you, you don't have any type of end goal and even when you end you still don't know what it was for i also think that one important part about art and the progression of the idea of art is being able to be open to new developing ideas such as the formats in which you want to represent this artistic idea because nothing is stopping a critic from from paying attention or focusing on what makes a book art yeah and a book is all about story so are video games some of them some video games have beautiful stories some of them are just pretty tetris is just pretty some of them are just pretty just like art yeah and that's it so what's the big deal like what is what is all of this old traditional value what why are the old traditional values interfering with the progression of art and different mediums why is it that when i go to a gallery i'm expected to just like sit around and be and entertain myself by looking at things yeah i want to go to a gallery show where they recreate a mcdonald's play place yeah what's what's wrong with that is that art yeah maybe there's like a controller attached and like i can like be like a, a character that runs around in the McDonald's play place. <laughs> they used to have video games in McDonald's play, play places. Remember in the N64, they used to have those N64 Dude, they used to have things. Super Smash Bros. set up. Hey, I bet some did. I didn't, I never experienced I got. I got Mario Kart and like, I remember going to ones with um, Star Wars pod racing. <laughs> That's no cool. pun intended. Yeah. So like, is Star Wars art? I think Star Wars can be art. It, but are the Star Wars video games not art, Roger, and Renz? I don't know. That that depends on who's viewing it, obviously. Yeah, and that's a really important thing in terms is that ultimately it all just depends on the audience. And I think that the video games, a huge reason that they're important to art, aside from from Renz and I's uh, personal you know love of of games is that video games reach an an audience that art doesn't so like as a medium video games are inherently important like it's something that will catch the attention of people who have short attention spans or don't give a fuck to learn about art history in order to understand contemporary art video games reach people that painting and sculpture and and other things don't reach that poetry doesn't reach and that books don't reach yet art's ultimate goal is to is to be a way to disseminate ideas and video games clearly are just another way to disseminate an idea right just like those cave paintings yeah there's horses here these are what they look like yeah this is my handprint people have been here yeah don't forget people are here yep yep this is a safe place to live look how many handprints we've put in this cave damn i never thought about that that that's why they would do that yeah it's it's communication it's a little ominous that they weren't there when we got there clearly not a safe place to live anymore not anymore (laughs) but things change things evolve and that's why we're talking about video games whether or not there are we know people have been here we know people are here but we still find that need to be creative and share information in different ways and when we die and the dust settles and alien species comes here and finds our art what's going to tell them more about us 40 hour long campaign in which (laughs) you are some guy who has to steal cars and eat to survive with a myriad of characters in there that all demonstrate different aspects of of the human psychology or a painting of a starry cityscape which one is going to be more indicative of our culture i well the point is that eat all both of those paintings indicate a different time of culture so now that video games are very prevalent i'm not taking away from anything 
about the art world now. But I will say that art should and is slowly being included in that conversation. We're talking about the future here, folks. Also, video games could get a lot better if if people if people en masse started to appreciate them in the way that they appreciate good poetry and good movies and stuff. Well, that's the point. That's the point that Roger was trying to make when we brought it up earlier about how if a business entity has so much control over a video game, how artistic can it really be? But that's easy to refute when saying when we say that video games can be created by an individual just like a painting can it's also easy to refute when you see artists that are completely subsidized by like their their patrons who probably run companies yeah there you go like uh murakami yeah or isn't murakami the guy that made the uh kanye album covers and those pop art paintings he made that yeah a graduation cover yeah um I get confused between him and the author, but I think they have the same last name. Yeah. But there's there's him, and then there's Jeff Koons, who we talk about a lot because it's, you know, it's easy to bring him up. And he has a whole staff working on his work. So does many other. Andy Warhol's done it. Tom Clancy, the most, arguably the most famous airport author of all time, has an entire game series based <laughs> off of his books. So... It would be hard to refute his books as objects of art from Roger Ebert's point of view, I think. But you, but then if that's canonized into a video game, does that then all of a sudden, because you can play it, that makes it not an art object? Well, what's also funny about e- Ebert's article is that he tries to like peacock his sense of taste. Yeah, he flexes. He, he flexes a little bit because he thinks that art good art should be put on a pedestal that's a, that's the way it reads yeah is that that art needs to be on a pedestal to be art yeah who makes the pedestal though that i mean and that's something that like you see in the in the art world all the time is like it's not it's not good art unless it's like in a place to be looked at or something which i think if you're an art viewer and not an intern um i think that life is much more enriching if you can find the art in things that aren't presented for you on I a mean, pretty platter. Hell, there's a definition called outsider art. Oh, yeah. You got to put that on a pedestal, too. If you make art, but you didn't go to art school, you got to put that on a pedestal. It should be on an equal pedestal and not defined as something completely different. I think outsider art should be institutional art because it, it's you're in the minority if you got to go to art school, first of all. Outsider art, I mean, I, I, I see the case for it. I see how art can be different without training. I think that's true. I think your art will be different if you don't have institutionalized training from experience. Uh, yes, you're not super good at drawing portraits. Right. You're not, you may not have... You don't know how to use a grinder. Or you're not educated on the art history of certain things necessarily. That's huh. not wrong. You don't know who Matisse is? How could you possibly be an artist? You don't, well, you don't know why Matisse painted like this? What? You don't know the relevance of Van uh, Gogh? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this is art because you don't know what art really is. Well, it's not it's not gallery art, it's outsider art, which means it's it's more important because we found it. Mm. And that's the thing, is a lot of curators think that they're important because they found something. We found it. We called it art. Sorry, I, I'm going off on a tangent, but that shit gets me heated. Is this idea that something's not important until a museum puts it in there? And that puts curi- that puts curators in a weird place. What if you do find an outsider artist? How are you not going to get judged for putting that person on the same pedestal as somebody else when everybody else is like, "Why did you put that on a pedestal? That person is from the farm." I went it's to the Royal a- Academy. That person didn't go to an academy. Why are you trying to make his art as good? Like. As, as important as gallery art when they were untrained. And don't forget, they're all saying this with their eyes closed. <laughs> all right, all right. We're getting, we're getting away from the point a little bit. Video games, they're beautiful. They can be very... They can tell an amazing story. Even if you're not into video games, you can 
experience a game story by just watching something on I mean, YouTube. I guess you can watch it on YouTube if you really feel like it. But if someone puts all the cutscenes on YouTube and then it's like a play slash film, does that make it art? Because mm. I've watched that. Yeah, I I'm mean, so confused. Roger Ebert confuses shit out of me with his his giant brain. I think, look, he's got. I I'm I'm a fan of his some of his writing. A lot of his writing is good, and he has pretty decent taste. But I think he's just wrong with the video. Some people, like yeah, sometimes you're just wrong. Sometimes sometimes things are just too new to understand for somebody. Imagine being so wrong. Imagine not knowing what is progressive and what's going to be the big thing in the future i mean we don't exactly and he did shit about elon musk all the time mm. and that dude's gonna shoot himself into mars uh maybe i don't know what he's gonna do is elon musk art is jeff bezos art probably not i don't know mm. well I think the reason why Renz and I feel so strongly about this topic is the fact that sometimes we face a world that doesn't think podcasts can be art, (laughs) but this is our art practice. We're trying to give you guys a different experience than you currently have. All right. We're trying to give you that life experience that can turn your unpaid internship into being a paid artist like us. And it's rough out here. What if what Elon's doing is performance art? That's I don't what, know. Exactly. What if making a video game is performance art? That's where the lines get blurred right there. Yeah. Folks. And it becomes a pain in the ass if you really are someone who gets paid to think about it. Or someone who just thinks about it. Yeah, you kind of got to pick a side. Yeah, What? or just draw a line for yourself. And we urge all of you to draw your own line for sure. But you, we have to have, you have to have a... Uh, institutionalized training for you to draw the the line correctly yeah otherwise you're just a big dumb idiot trying to trying to participate in an art conversation leave it up to us the elite oh boy yeah we, we let let me who went to to school tell you what is important in the culture what is art what is not art me went to school you dumb Mm-hmm. i know big words i know better than you yeah i know better i i got big words i i went to yale look at my debt look at <laughs> See how much more it is than yours i have so much more debt than you that's how much i know per dollar look at my raison debt my reason for being is to pay off this debt mm-hmm yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for those of you for those of you real artists on here being like these guys are idiots, they don't know anything. Well, I know the words raison d'etre. That's French. Just wait until I trade in all of this exposure for cold hard cash yeah. and you'll see how much we actually have. We have hella exposure, hella clout. Yeah, they they ought to open up another account for me at Bank of America for all the exposure I have. For real. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'd have a black card. Dang, you know, you know what, you know, as artists, it's hard because a lot of times people want to pay you an exposure or don't think that they should pay you for your wares. You know what, what business we could get into, which would make some money? What? Video games. Yeah. <laughs> I maybe maybe Roger Ebert and other people who denounce video games as art are just heated that it makes fucking ninety billion dollars a year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they don't even need to to have entire school systems and and media presentations about why it's important like they need to do with art. Well, I I think the major part about us being heated about this is because it's new. It's being it's being scrutinized. Yeah, video game is a baby like us. Yeah. Um and I get like look, as per one of our free previous episodes, one of the major selling points of art is the competition, or of art, not art, but games is the competition within it, right? That's what makes uh, esports a thing. Yeah. But hold on, but are people who play video games professionally are they artists? Damn, those fucking no, lines. No, I don't think I don't think that all video games can be considered artistic. Per se. So you don't think like um, the South Park video game is artistic? I think there's art within it. I think that the story is artistic. But there are some video games that just 
not really engaging enough to be artistic like i brought it up before like like if a call of duty game keeps coming up with the same thing over and over and over again maybe the first one yeah it was like art yeah it could have been maybe if you referenced if it was intentional in referencing how uh battle and war is can be if there was a deep story about that maybe Dang, but then that's like saying that people who make a bunch of nude portraits, only that first nude is art. I would rather just go all the way and say none of it's art than say all of it's art. So, if a nude portrait is referencing nature, and if Call of Duty is referencing nature also, then that brings us back to one of our original points. Does it come down to your personal taste and your definition for art? And is it wrong for you to say yes or no to whether or not something is art or not? It's wrong for us to say it, but we're going to say it anyways. And that's why I think it's an interesting conversation. I don't think I don't think there's a right and wrong to the definition of whatever one thing is whether or not one thing is art or not, just like just like when people have arguments about whether or not God is real. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a moot point. At a, because you can just kind of argue anything when it gets like pseudo-philosophical. Cause, yeah, because art's one of those things that are super deeply entrenched in our existence. We can't stop doing it, and we can't stop looking at it. It's everywhere. It's, it's a creative spirit that... A purposeful creative spirit... It conveys a message, it conveys personal experience, and it shares something that goes beyond language. It's its own language that can be shared between different cultures. Yeah. And I think that's what good art is. I think that's what makes something as ubiquitous as a Van Gogh. Everybody knows Starry Night or those sunflower paintings. And regardless of whether or not you live in Saudi Arabia or or Texas, one a person from Saudi Arabia that's seen that and a person from Texas that's seen that painting will both like it. Yeah. I mean if if they would like it at all. It's something that doesn't require like a cultural understanding. Sometimes. And who's for me to say? Maybe somebody in Montana. And somebody in Beijing, both are playing Call of Duty, and they have this deep experience while, I don't know, they're in the middle of a video game gunfight, and they just have this experience. That's not for me to say. Yeah. Maybe they do have an artistic experience, a, a, a similar experience as to when you're looking at a painting. It's like, oh my god, this is so visceral. I feel like I'm really there, and I can see all these stories, all these players uh, I don't know who they are, but maybe they, you know, whoever's playing. I don't know. You know, you could you can really create an experience, and it's different for everybody. You just got to sit there and experience it. And I think it's important to note that, like, two people, one dude from Montana, one dude from Tokyo, playing Call of Duty together, yelling at each other, maybe calling each other a bunch of mean names and, and killing each other over and over again. That's a shared experience still that, that they have. That's still, even even through through violence and argument that's something within which as a human two people that otherwise would have never connected connected and let me ask you this let's say we curated that experience brings us back to what we were talking about before let's say we recorded um the audio from a call of duty online game and it recorded all of the nasty talk that people talk about yeah let's say we presented that in the gallery environment just the audio i think people i think that people would look at it as art i think that i think it would be considered a pretty powerful project to be yeah. honest there you go because people say a bunch of nasty stuff and that says a lot it says a lot about culture it says a lot about influence how people that play video games are being influenced and that's our point Open yourself up to thinking about these types of things for outside the box. Sure, it's a game. Sure, you can critique it from a specific perspective, but look at it. Look at it in a different perspective. That stuff means something to people. That stuff could mean something to you. 
not all games, not all art can feel like art. I can go into a, a random gallery in, let's say, Washington, D.C., and I go in and it, 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 it's got all of the signs that it's a commercial gallery, and I might not feel like any of that is art, even though it's painting. Yeah, you might be sitting there being like, wow, um, those brush strokes like, would look good next to an orange sofa. And it's the same thing Roger Ebert feels. Yeah, about video games. Yeah. And that's just taste, everybody. That's just taste. Well, guess what? If you have a Nintendo Switch, do not try to taste those game cartridges that they come with. Because Nintendo actually coats the game cartridges with an extremely bitter, disgusting substance so that kids don't swallow it. They kind of look like little SD cards. Did you know that? Yes. I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So. That's it. Is that what it comes down to? Taste? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, sometimes there's restaurants you just don't want to go to. But it's really hard to make the argument that they don't sell food. Yeah. Alright, everyone. This has been the Art Pros. We love you guys so much, as always. Uh, we're going to be back to... Things that aren't video games next week. It's always a pleasure for us to record for you guys, and we get a little heated. We get we're we're always excited to do this. Um, let us know how you feel. You can find us on Instagram at paid.artists. You can find us on the internet at artprospodcast.com. And we're like Ren said in the beginning, we're gonna be putting stuff up on our blog related to each episode and maybe personal writings and whatever. And if you have listened to a bunch of our podcasts and you're like, wow, I hope these guys keep making podcasts. Like they're pretty cool. And it sounds like they keep getting better, you know, donate to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash art pros, possibly art pros podcast. Um, you can find it on our website actually. Yeah. You could also go there to drop some comments or you can DM us on the, uh, our instagram do you do what you gotta do send us an email artprospodcast at gmail.com we we really appreciate like not a lot of you guys reach out to us but we do have like a decent number of people that talk to us weekly and we hope that number grows because we we do take what you guys say seriously um and if you get in on the action early maybe we'll even uh actually take it seriously enough to consider it <laughs> to do on the podcast or whatever you got a bit, you want to leave us a voicemail, you know, just shoot us an email, whatever. Yeah, I mean, this is 14 weeks straight. We're going hard, we're going strong. Yeah. We're doing it from the bottom of our art. We really, really appreciate you guys giving us your time of day. Yeah, so thank you. Thank you for listening. Straight up. 59 minutes in. Uh, here we go. Do you have any show tunes you want to you wanna sing? Show tunes? No, um, I'm just kidding. Yeah, what about today. video we game recommendations? For oh, okay. art video games. Okay. Okay, so let me let me reference a game that I'm playing right now called Monster Hunter. Ooh. Monster Hunter is a game that is not necessarily non-competitive. I mean, you're competing against this giant monster. It's essentially like you fight one really difficult monster at a time. It could take you up to 20 minutes usually. But what makes that game beautiful is the camaraderie. You, get, you can play with other people. Uh, the graphics are really nice. <laughs> the graphics are art. If a beautiful painting is art, that can be art if you screenshot it and take a picture. It's it can be very beautiful, uh, and the experiences you get in it, that's cool. The Witcher, the Witcher is another one. The Witcher is as good as any story novel, fictional novel that I've ever read. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the, easily probably some of the best writing ever in a game. So that's something that can appeal to your literary art senses because it's absolutely amazing. Uh, and you can even experience it in a mode where you don't really need to worry about whether or not you're going to die in the game because really what makes it good is the story. Yeah, it's about the story. And then another one, I mentioned it earlier, is Shadow of the Colossus. Amazing. Amazing story. You don't need to win. You're really immersed in this mythology. Something new. It's new. Very different. So check it out. We're going to drop some links in the blog artprospodcast.com check it out to see what actually we're talking about 
We've already dropped the Ebert link in a previous post. Where we're going to drop it again. So go ahead and check it out. Oh, and we want Goku fan art. So anyone who's listened this long, you have to be a fan. If you draw like a really sick Goku or like maybe Ren's or I with 36 pack abs, like I'll send you three bucks on Venmo. <laughs> Dead ass. I'll, I'm, I'm buying. I'm buying. I'll buy a beer. We'll for buy you. your art. Yeah, I'll buy your art. Three dollars, maybe even five dollars if it's if it's really cool. If it's really really cool. So you got yourself a patron. Yeah, yeah, I believe in paying artists. Is that all? I think that's it. We're at the end of our docket. All, all right, all of our fifteen minutes of planning are done. All right, this has been the Art Pros. Peace and out. Love you guys. All right, thank you.